Good afternoon, and welcome back to another episode of Jack of All Talks. My name is Christina, and I will be your host for this evening. It's how I would start my episode if this had a very militant style, but it doesn't. It's just the conversation with me, myself, and I. Anyway, my name is Christina, and welcome to another episode of Jack of All Talks, and uh, I'm really happy to take up your space, to be in your area, to just fill up your area with my voice, with my aura, my wonderful and my very fun aura. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope you're having a good day. I hope the work did not stress you out don't let the work stress you out more than it should because you know these people don't care about us and they're gonna fire us regardless and yes i'm still bitter about me getting fired in november 13th 14th and nobody can tell me otherwise um make sure you're giving yourself time to breathe time to ease time to just enjoy your life because life is short but not short enough for some like our congressmen because they they mad old they mad old and they putting rules on us young fun jum people um Haitian word of the day jum is like a person with a good amount of courage and strength and force they usually use it to describe young people like us I'm trying to convince myself that I'm really 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 young because uh, I saw a tiktok filter the other day and it was like nostalgia 2010s and I was like what? 2010 is literally around the corner and then somebody posted a video, I was like, I wish I was in high school in 2016. I was in high school in 2016. Vibe out. Like, relax. What's your B, son? But anyway, I made a TikTok video today because I forgot to do one yesterday. Uh, and I made the video saying, hey, I need some help trying to figure out what topic should I talk about today. And I gave a very important topic versus one that's kind of fun. And so today we're going to talk about the fun one. So I've been making these series on TikTok called Haitian Folk Tales where I talk. Oh my goodness, I had to burp. It was a good burp because I had some ginger ale. But anyway, I made this series on TikTok where I tell uh, people folk tales from Haiti because Haiti doesn't have a lot of recognizable folk tales as far as I'm concerned, right? And I have this book and the book initially, it, it's well, it's written by Diane Wolkstein or Wolkstein I'm sorry if I don't say it properly um and she's a Caucasian woman yes we know that but she went to Haiti and she talked with a lot of people and they basically told her stories and kind of gave her an understanding of the culture when they told her the stories and so she wrote some of her favorite stories into this book now I love this book I first bought it years ago for my organization I wasn't I am well I'm an alumni in a in a Haitian organization and we never had an event where we basically told folktales or jokes or anything like that about uh, Haiti and I thought that was odd because everything about us screams that we're Haitian but this is a very important part of the culture but you know a lot of people don't think that like the griots job is a very important job but people don't really know what griots are and griots are these people in the neighborhood that basically keep on tradition and keep on culture by telling you stories that were passed down from elders to them and honestly if i was living in an age where there need they needed griots like legitimate griots and shit i would be one i would be one i'd be a great one too um 
But people don't often think about that when they think about preserving the culture of Haiti. When they think about Haitian culture, they think about Haitian music. And when they think about Haitian music, they think about compa. And so it's it's kind of... <sighs> It's really limited. We have a very limited amount of research done on our Haitian lineage. Everything that I've learned basically was really spoken, like it was really a given mouth to mouth. Wow, English is failing me once again today. Anyway, anything that I've learned about my culture was basically handed down or passed down to me verbally, not necessarily written. Um, of course, our history is written, but as for the kind of the media culture, I would say not even the media culture oh my goodness the social culture god damn my culture oh my god my language barrier is kicking my ass today and i think it's because i'm talking too fucking fast so i'm gonna calm down i'm gonna slow down and we all just take it to vibe town because there's no way there's no way that my english is failing me this bad i haven't been talking for five minutes now we just hit five minutes are you kidding me anyway bro let's continue so with this series i basically went on to talk about some of the stories in the books and some of the stories that i remember myself now the book has some of the good old classics like Dizan and the magic orange tree which is like two of the most popular known folktales in haiti but it also has lesser known folktales like uh papa bonzier and the dog and cat stories and stuff um, and I like the book because she doesn't try to make it make sense like American folktale kind of stuff. She just writes it as they give it to her. Like some of the stories end very abruptly. And I like that because that's exactly how they end in reality when they're being told to you. But anyways, I wanted to take this time to talk about Haitian mythology. Uh, first of all, I want to go on a little rent. So give me like two minutes. You can count. start counting now. Okay, so I want to go on a little rant because I made a little research on Google and I was trying to find Haitian mythology, but any mythology that has Haitian next to it is automatically voodoo. And voodoo is a religion. It is not mythology. Like, it's not really classified as mythology. It can't be classified as mythology. It should be more classified as a religion. When I'm talking about Haitian mythology, I'm talking about folklore. Because when we talk about Greek mythology, it's basically Greek folklore. You know, so I'm a little pissed off that every time I go on Google to research some Haitian mythology, all I find is voodoo this and voodoo that. And it's like, oh my gosh, y'all say this because y'all really don't know. Y'all don't know Haitian mythology. Who's writing down these pages? Are they Caucasian? Are they Haitian? I'm really upset about that. Like, do not know anything at all? Which is a problem because I don't remember a lot of my mythology. So if somebody could fucking know and put it online so I could go to it and reread it and probably share it with TikTok, that would be great. Anyway, that was my minute rent. Um, honestly, it took less than a minute, and I'm not trying to brag. So, anyways, let's continue. So, to give you an example of Haitian mythology, I'm going to... That's the problem, you see. Like, I want to tell you guys a couple more mythologies, but I forgot a lot of them. But I definitely want to translate the mythology. I, I definitely want to showcase the culture by using mythology. So, I'm going to tell you... A Haitian movie, but I'm going to say it to you like it is a folktale. Okay? Alright, good. So I don't like the title because the title is scary as hell. It's Matmut. Uh and you you don't know what that is, but well, that's okay. I'm gonna express it to you and I'm gonna explain it to you. Okay. So we're gonna start the story. There was this girl named we're gonna call her Samantha. So Samantha was a baddie. Samantha had it going on for her. Samantha had this thing about her. She was just ooh, Samantha had it going on. So Samantha lived in Haiti and her mama 
we gonna give her a regular Haitian mama named Marie. Marie was like, Samantha, I'm gonna send you to America. I'm gonna come get you and we gonna live in America. And Samantha was like living for it. So Marie was like, okay. So Marie goes and she picks up her daughter and they go to America together and they're having fun. And Haitians only like two places in America and that's Florida or New York. So they pick Florida and they live in Miami. And you know, Samantha living at large. She loves the place and she gets accumulated with the cult. She assimilates with the culture. Jesus, English is so fucking hard right now. She assimilates with the culture and she meets this man. And we're going to call him. I need like a fuckboy name, but I need it to be Haitian. We're going to call him Jean, but I'm going to say Jean. Okay. Jean stands for Jean. Okay. G-E. That's it's not a G. J-E-A-N okay Jean so anyways one day Samantha meets this older man and his name is Jean and he kind of fly or whatever fly to her like not to us because Jean looked like one of those Haitian poppies but anyways so she's like oh my goodness what's going on yada 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 and he's like oh you look so good baby I love you oh my goodness let me marry you (laughs) that's like a gag about Haitian men they they're very fast and everything they do they'll see you one day and be like I love you and they'll take care of you you just have to be comfortable with them taking care of their other wives <laughs> like I'm laughing but it's kind of sad because it's kind of true it has a lot of truth to it but anyway so Samantha and uh what I call them Jean they were talking and they were vibing and eventually Jean was like hey I like you you know let me take you on a date let me wine and dine you shorty and Samantha was like yeah yeah so he whined and dined her and afterwards Samantha couldn't wait to put it down on you put it down on me put it down on me down on me put it down on me go anyways so after that they started seeing each other all day every day baby Jean and Samantha were inseparable now Marie she ain't really like Jean like that because Jean was kind of old let's say Samantha was like 22 Jean was like 37 and Marie was like 48 so Marie was like um I don't really like that like because he he it's a little predatory for me I don't really no but anyway so as Jean and Samantha get closer Jean begins to come home late and you know when he comes home his wife Rebecca is always like what is this man doing why is he always home late he used to be home early because he know he knew he was gonna get that food and then that thing thing but now he just want to come home late what's going on what's going on what's going on so you know rebecca was not fucking with that because that's her man and so one day she followed jean and she caught him after work he went to pick up samantha and they had kissed and then they went to a hotel they they did the whole shebang and rebecca could not believe her eyes rebecca was devastated and so Rebecca did what Rebecca did what everybody apparently would do in that situation and she goes sees an uga <laughs> so what is an uga another Haitian word of the day so uga is basically a priest of the dark arts so um it's it's part of the voodoo culture it's not the entire voodoo culture so get that right but it's part of the voodoo culture it's a priest of the dark arts people can go to him um to get favors done or for a bunch of stuff you can go to him to make somebody sick you can go to him to kill somebody that's that's the whole understanding of them right so we try to steer clear of that because we're all about good energy over there good energy over here 
I don't know what energy they got over there, but over here is good, blessed, holy, glorified, honorable, blessed. I said blessed already, but you get the gist. Anyways, um, so she goes to see a dark priest and she tells the dark priest, my man is cheating on me with a woman. And, you know, she she's like, I can't compete because the woman is 22 and I'm like 30. And she wasn't that old. She, she really wasn't that old. But anyways, she's like, I'm 30. And so the dark priest tells her, okay, no problem. Follow my trick. Okay, follow exactly my rules. And I'm not going to tell you what the rules are because these things are real. Um, I respect and believe them. And so I'm not going to mimic or say them. If you want to look them up, that's your problem. That is your personal doing. But let's just say he told her to do a little, little spell or something. Like a very detailed spell. So Rebecca goes home like the idiot she is and she does the spell. My god, she really fucking does it. How desperate were you for this man? He's already cheating on you, Rebecca. Do better. But anyways. This girl doesn't do the spell and then she goes to sleep. The next day, Samantha wakes up and she begins to see something in her room. Ooh, spooky. Mm -hmm. She begins to see... Well, the way the movie had it, it was like somebody dressed in a white cloth, but it's to signify a monster, a demon, or a ghost. Uh, so however you want to make that figurine in your head, make it spooky. That's what she starts seeing in her room. But nobody else can see it. And every time she sees it, she loses her fucking mind, because I would. And she points at it, and she's like, oh my god, there it is, 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 there it is. And the mom would come, and the mom would be like, Samantha, what's wrong? Samantha, what's going on? Samantha, no! And Samantha would just not be able to explain it. She would just be like, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. Now, let me tell you, the first time I saw this movie, I was a scrawny-ass seven-year-old with my little friends. All of us scrawny, all of us idiots, young the adults were watching the movies because we had movie nights at my house in Haiti and like everybody would watch the movies right they told us not to come watch this but if you tell me not to do something at seven I'm gonna do it twice as hard so we all go and sit down with the adults regardless and at this point they're already deep in the movie so they don't care girl I was terrified that little thing they had in her room was scary as hell and then the music they played in the background was double the spook because it was so scary it had no business being this scary because look i'm not gonna lie to you haitians are not good at cgi cgi haitians like y'all make fun of movies here in america for having bad cgi haitian movies will kill y'all haitian movies look like indian cgi like indian movie cgi but worse because <laughs> at least indian movie cgi is like funny right you can laugh at it but haitians take themselves very seriously in a way and so, like, you can't even really laugh at the CGI. You just have to analyze it and be like, it's really not that good. But anyway, so I don't know why we were so scared of it, but it was so scary to us. Like, we all had nightmares afterwards. But anyway, so every time Samantha wakes up, she sees it and she starts to lose her sanity. She can't really hang out with Josh. She can't really hang out with Marie. She can't hang out with any of her friends. Every time she wakes up, there it is, there it is. It's just there. It's, it's agonizing her. It's it's just really killing her. She can't eat. She can't sleep. She can't shower. She can't do anything. In the meanwhile, Rebecca played a large, paid a large sum of money to dude for helping her out, uh, though she doesn't know what's going to happen next. So basically, over time, over the next couple of weeks, Samantha ends up dying of either shock, a heart attack, or just fucking starvation. But she's not eating or drinking. She's just kind of pointing at it. It's like, it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there. Like, 
Y'all don't think it's creepy, but like, imagine if you live alone, imagine if you live with a friend. And if you don't live alone, imagine whoever you live with. And you go in a room and they pointing at a dark corner and all they keep saying is, it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there. Girl, I'm out. I'm out of here. I'm out. I don't have a second to think. Like, it's either you get up and we out or I'm gonna just have to leave you and bring back the Pope. Like, and I'm not coming back inside the house. That's you and the Pope's business. I can't do much for you here, friend. No. I made a whole TikTok about how I listen to crazy people. And I do. I listen to crazy people. Crazy person tell me not to walk down that alleyway because three kids walked down there and one of them was never found. I'm a nod. And then take a long route. I don't care. I like my life. I'm good. But anyway, that's the whole gist of it, right? So she ends up dying, unfortunately, and Rebecca's like, oh, yeah, I got my man to myself now. I'm living large and whatnot and whatnot. But Haitians believe in karma, like what goes around comes back around. So one day Rebecca's going somewhere. She's going like to get her nails did or whatever. And she's driving and she gets in a really bad car accident and she dies. Simple. She doesn't even get to enjoy the man that she was fighting so hard for. She does not even get to like be with this man bro Jean is out here whoring out swinging dick left and right and she doesn't even get to be with him <laughs> like she did all of that she probably sold her soul for a nigga that just he, he gonna have another wife by tomorrow like he's a Haitian man all respects to Haitian men no, no Haitian man was hurt during this making okay but anyway she ends up dying and the movie basically ends with her ghost her zombie as well as uh, Samantha's zombie at the dark at the dark priest's place because now they're in the dark priest um the dark priest basically owns them now and the spooky thingy that was bothering samantha is still seen in that ending so basically it's kind of like she did all of that but at the end of the day it's the dark priest that wants because now he has control over both of their bodies which is where one of the mythological creatures of zombies come from so if you like zombie movies they really come from haitian mythology so there's this uh leaf I don't know where they get it I, I'm, I'm supposing Haiti um but they get this leaf right and if you blow it on somebody it really shuts down their brain it shuts down so much of them that they basically are obedient to you and they could do very minor tasks like they can't do anything complicated like that and it, it's really hard for them to gain back their mental autonomy and they have no mental capacity for anything too crazy and so in that sense that's how dark deities are able i said dark deities i'm sorry dark priests are able to get their zombies quotation marks on zombies so as much as we think that these folks are dead more often they're not they are not dead they're living they're just really crazily hypnotized um but it's real it's definitely real it's happened many times before uh sometimes these zombies might uh meet somebody from their past they might have a very strong memory from their past and gain back their mental capacity but that's not always promised and when you're kind of in these clutches things are really hard for you you know and that's something like we don't play with but anyways um my thing with Haitian mythology is that it's so unknown but it has so many similarities to everybody else's mythology because that's how we are as people our stories are shared all over um but because there's so little written about Haitian mythology it's really it's making it extremely hard for me to like pull it from my brain because that's where I have to go now I plan on buying more books to talk about more mythology and if the people want it then I'll give it if the people want me to tell stories on TikTok and on this podcast I shall do so that is no problemo okay 
Um, but as for researching it and looking it up, it's more difficult. And hopefully one day I can be rich and have an organization dedicated to preserving my home culture because that's very important to me. But here, let me tell you another little folktale, which is which is kind of short, but it's kind of it's kind of raunchy. So I don't want to tell you any folktales that I told on TikTok. So you know, so you get a little special treatment or whatnot. Um, not really. It's because I just remembered that one, so I'm gonna share it to you anyway. So there was a beautiful woman. Uh, picture what you think is a beautiful woman. Psych. There was a beautiful Haitian woman, so make sure she got the Haitian vibe going on. She could be white skinned because there's plenty of white skinned Haitian. Don't worry about that. She could be dark or as white as you want her to be, um, but she was a bad bitch. She could be as thick or as skinny as you want her to be. She a bad bitch, and we're going to call her Alice, and I'm naming her Alice based on an old friend that was a bad bitch. Her name is Alice. We fell out, but that girl was bad. But anyway, so Alice was the... Whew, she was the most beautiful woman in the neighborhood, right? And every man was barking after her. They loved her. They wanted a piece of her. Oh my goodness, was she so beautiful. So one day, there's this man that moves to the neighborhood. And we're going to give him a name. We're going to call him uh, Theo. Yeah, Theo's cute. So Theo uh, moves to the neighborhood and he enjoys everybody's presence we have a very strong sense of community in haiti so if you move to a neighborhood it's very likely people are going to come introduce themselves to you uh you're going to see people hanging outside and you can introduce yourself and they'll probably open the circle so you can get a you know a taste of who the people are so basically theo moves in with his parents and his siblings and theo's about 25 and you know he's enjoying the neighborhood he's getting to know everybody he's starting to go up and down to the market and he's just making friends with everybody and one day Theo, after making friends with, you know, the boys, the young men of the community, one day Theo's hanging out with Sanson. Because <laughs> I'm trying to make the names as Haitians as I can. So Theo and Sanson becomes be best buds. And as they're hanging out one day, they see a bad beach. Like, the baddest of the beaches. Uh, so Alice walks by and Theo's like, oh my gosh, what a woman. Ooh. And Sanson is like, oh yeah, that's Alice. She's been in this neighborhood for God knows how long, but no man here has been able to get to her. And Theo's like, what do you mean? Like, she don't have a boyfriend? And Sanson's like, no, she do. At least I think she does. But anyway, she just always shuts down men. She never really lets them hit nothing. No talking, no dating, no nada. And so Theo's like, oh, that's probably because y'all don't know how to flirt. Y'all don't know how to whine and dine, shorty. I do. So I'm gonna go there and make it do what it do. So Theo goes, runs after Alice, and he's like, hey, 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 sweetie baby, hey, hey, come here, come here, come here, come here, please, come here, come here. And, sorry, my dog is next to me and she thought I was calling her. You're good, butter, you're good. But um, Theo goes and he calls her, and she turns around and Theo's like, hey, my name is Theo, you look very good, like, I don't know what I would do if I never laid eyes on you again, I think I'd lose my mind. Oh my goodness, baby. If you are medication, then I am sick. Da, 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 da. He's, he's throwing all his cards. And Alice is smiling, you know, looking all pretty and stuff. And Alice is like, I'm flattered, but I'm not interested. Thank you. And she begins to walk away. But we know men, unfortunately. And we know men don't like to accept that you may not be interested, right? So Theo insists. Theo goes to her and he's like, nah, shorty, give me a chance. Let me at least take you out to eat something. We don't got to do nothing. 
I don't gotta hold your hands or nothing. Honestly, it would it would make my day for me to just breathe the same air as you in a closed space with food in front of us and candles and whatnot. And Alice again says, no, I'm not interested. So Theo's like, okay, I'm gonna get you though. Again, because men don't understand how to say no. Men don't understand how to deal with no. So Theo walks by to Sanson and Sanson is like laughing because he's like, I told you not a single man has been able to get this girl out and we don't know what she about, man. So just let her go. There's plenty of bad girls. There's plenty of bad beaches down in the city. We gonna go find some. You know, there's Natasha. There's La La La. There's <laughs> there's Natasha. There's Emily. There's Sasha. There's Chi. I can't even think of the names. But anyway feels like no i've met the woman that i want and it's this woman and i'm gonna get that woman because again he doesn't know how to take no for an answer okay so one evening there's a party and they're partying and partying and having fun and theo noticed that alice shows up to the party too so theo's like okay 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 she's a bad girl she's a bad beach and so alice is partying with everybody they're dancing alice is dancing with her gal pals and Theo's dancing, everyone's having a good time, and Theo goes to Alice, and he's like, hey, um, I'm so happy to have ran into you here, so you think I get to ask you off on that date? And Alice is like, no, I'm not interested, I, like, thank you, you've been super sweet, it's nothing wrong with you, it's all me, I'm really not interested. And Theo's like, come on, like, it's just a small dinner, like, okay, fine, forget dinner, let's just, uh, can we just hang out, like, just small hangout, we don't gotta come to anybody's house, so don't, it doesn't have to be weird. We're just going to hang out. And Alice says, I'll think about it. And so Theo's like, okay, you know what? That's enough for me. So Theo goes back and he's dancing with Sanson and they're having a good time. And then when Theo looks in the party, he sees Alice going through, like, he sees Alice leaving the party, but not through the opening and the walkway or the path that anybody could come from. She's actually going to leave in the woods. And so he thinks that's weird and odd, but he's not going to follow her because one of his two brain cells is actually functioning that night. So they're having fun. And so for the next week, Alice and Theo begins to hang out. And Theo actually really likes Alice. And Alice, you know, she just, she, she's doing what it does. She's enjoying herself. She's just talking and vibing with Theo. She keeps everything platonic. And, you know, Theo wants things to be romantic. But again, Alice has told her, Alice has, not Alice, Alice, what? That, did, did my idiot, bitch? Okay, Alice tells Theo multiple times that she's not interested, but you know, um, he's just not going to accept that. So one day Theo's like, come on, Alice, why are you not interested? Do you have a boyfriend? And Alice says, um, Alice says she's just not allowed to date, right? And Theo's like, come on, you're so bad. You're so young. Don't you want kids? Don't you want this, that, and the third? And, you know, Alice has a laugh. But anyway, she goes home and she's like, before she leaves, she's like, am I going to see you at the party tomorrow? And Theo's like, yeah, you're going to see me at the party. We'll hang out there. And Alice's like, okay, bye. And Theo says, bye. And Theo believes that because Alice asked him this question, he's almost there. Theo basically believes that the more he keeps insisting, the more Alice will like be like, okay, I'm going to give you some pull. I'm going to give you some love. I'm going to give you some yappa yappa. And so... <laughs> God, I'm an only child, so I had to make myself laugh from a young age. But anyway, so the night of the second party, Theo's having fun, 
Alice is having fun. Sawson is having fun. You know, the other girls I mentioned, Chi Chi, Natasha, they're all having a good time dancing to the music. And after hanging out for a bit, uh, Alice leaves. But again, she leaves through the trees. And Theo now is like, something's off. So Theo doesn't tell anybody. And Theo begins to follow Alice in the woods. You see, this is what I don't get about men. Because I don't care how good like a man or a woman looks. I don't care how bad I want a man or a woman. If they walk down a dark alley, they're on their own. So if they walk in the woods, that's them. That's between them and the woods. Don't got nothing to do with me. I'm still in a party. Matter of fact, I'm finna Oh, my bad. My bad. That that was a fly. Matter of fact, I'm finna just not no, I'm not messing with that. Cause now you weird. It's about midnight. It's about two, three AM and you walking in the woods by yourself and you're not even scared you're just leaving the party for no reason walking straight in the woods telling nobody where you're going no something's off here and respectfully i'm gonna leave but anyway theo begins to follow alice and so she walks in the woods and she walks in the woods and she walks in the woods and theo sees her walk straight into a cemetery and even still theo is determined to get this lady theo is determined to have this lady for some reason like do you not know when to quit because i do but anyways theo determined to get alice follows her in the cemetery and he hides behind a bush and alice does something that once again i shall not describe because it's just not my place to talk about uh, she does this kind of ritual thing in front of one of the graves and out pops a very large horse a beautiful big brown horse from under the ground but the horse is not alone for on top of it rides a man in a gigantic hat and when that man pops up when he when the lights you know touches his face theo sees a skeleton and theo's like what the fuck she's fucking with the skeleton and what Theo doesn't realize is that the skeleton he's looking at is the Baron of Death that's right the Baron of fucking Death she was fucking with the Baron of fucking Death anyway so Alice gets up you know I've having done her ritual she looks up at the man on the horse and the man of the horse gets down and gives her a large kiss and right in front of Theo, they began to remove their items of clothing and they began to uh, connect in a different way. You know, a little connection, little love, a little passion. Yeah, yeah, so, so they began to do that. And Theo, disturbingly, because he's so disturbed, he accidentally scrapes something and it makes a sound. And so the Baron and Alice looks towards the bush and the Baron already knows what's going on. So the Baron says to him, Theo, you have two minutes to make a run for it back to the party and keep your mouth shut about everything you've seen or you will die. And so Theo quickly gets up, nodding yes, yes, yes. And as he does so, the Baron basically picks up Alice, puts her on the horse, gets on the horse himself, and they gallop away. And yeah, and Theo does, as told, he runs to the party. Matter of fact, he just he runs straight past the party. He goes home, my G. He goes home. And he lays down. And somehow he manages to go to sleep. And he just stops talking with Alice. 
Like, obviously, Alice still lived in the neighborhood, and she was still a bad bitch, but he just stopped messing with her, because he was like, okay, now I understand, that's not a woman that's available, she has a boyfriend, and her boyfriend is the scariest boyfriend I've ever seen in my life, so she's not available, and if you ask me what's the moral to the story, I'm going to say don't bother women, especially when they tell you that you're not interested, because that's the moral that I'm getting here, um, if you tell me anything otherwise, you're probably incorrect. But anywho, so those were two mythologies that I shared with you about Haitian mythology today. And so once more, my plan is to get more books to see if I can actually find more stories to tell. Because there are plenty of stories, but are griots, and a griot is basically an African word for storyteller. And in Haiti, griot is a nice delicacy, a good food that you can have. But are griots, are storytellers, I don't think they do it anymore i don't think haiti has the place to really keep all the culture going i don't think haiti has the kind of the desire to people have bigger issues over there right now than to worry about uh cultures and stories and it's sad and it's tragic and it's not much i can do for the country but i definitely love sharing my stories with you guys love sharing the stories of my people with you all and so today I'm sorry if you heard me breathing so loud in the microphone because talking this fast kind of hurts. I'm not even talking fast. I think I'm talking regularly, right? Because this is this is talking fast, right? Talking fast would be like... Um, okay, let's just say I don't know how to talk fast. But what I do know is that I have ADHD. And if you saw that I was like going in and out of the conversation, then mind your fucking business. That's why you have me in the background. Don't be too crazy about it. Just rewind. You'll understand what I'm saying. Okay, damn. But anyway, so those were the two Haitian mythology stories that I had for you guys today, as that was the topic chosen by the Ron commenter on my post. <laughs> and to that one commenter that posted, I thank you so much because he made the decision very easy for me. I just sat down and I was like, you know, I'm going to talk about these two stories. Um, definitely holler. How the fuck are they gonna holler, Christina? Okay, if you follow me on TikTok, definitely uh, send me a message or leave a comment about what, what topic you would like to hear next. So once more, my podcast should now release two episodes every week at 7 p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that's because I was under the assumption that if we lived in a community that cared about us, by 7 p.m. we'd be home eating our dinners and trying to relax and I want me to help you relax. Uh-huh. Like that. Yeah. I want that you put on the podcast and you're like, what a vibe. Sometimes. But not all the time. Because sometimes I get pretty rowdy. Like I said before, two episodes ago. I get really rowdy and I don't want I don't want you to wanna be like having a calm day and then here I am being rowdy and ruining your day. Honestly, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that conversation. So what I'm going to say is thank you for listening and I will see you next week on Jack of All Talks. My leg hurts. <laughs>